0: Welcome back to 156, a show where I recommend three seasonal movies a week, adding up to 156 movies by the end of the year. I try to talk about what would be shown in a trailer, so no major spoilers ahead, and if you are new here, you should check out Waveframe's Instagram page. It's honestly a hopping place with uh, lots of art, original art, and sometimes music covers and a lot of updates, so head on over there if you have not heard of Waveframe before. Today's first feature, I want to give a shout out. This is not one of the movies, but it's a video essayist and artist on YouTube. His name is F.D. Signifier. He makes video essays and does amazing work deconstructing how race intersects with YouTube, movies, TV, and just pop culture in general. You can tell he takes the art form really seriously, and he doesn't have a a manic energy that some of the other youtubers i watch has he's a little bit more methodical and uh, well thought out and i like both i need both in my uh youtube diet but i really like his altruistic way of operating on youtube it's it's very good at being critical but also being fair and and being encouraging and uplifting so i've been really enjoying it maybe you will too fd signifier on youtube Our first movie recommendation is Wings of Desire. Wings of Desire is directed by Wim Wenders, a German director who, in English, we might pronounce his name Wim Wenders, actually, but uh, he's German, so I'm going to pronounce it Wim, and uh, he released this film in 1987, just a couple of years before the Berlin Wall actually came down, and I had always heard about the Berlin Wall from my dad and from history and history books, but... I had never seen it visually in this sort of way. I never felt like I was a part of the history that was going on in the culture um, because this movie is a really good way of seeing what it was like before the Berlin Wall was down. It, It felt very permanent in some ways. And the premise of this movie is an angel wants to become human angels in this movie operate um by being felt sometimes by people but never seen and the angels are always witnessing what's happening to the culture and to the people and um i really like our main character i'm just gonna call him damiel um even though i don't speak german and he's a loving angel. He, he sits by people uh, in libraries. He is good at witnessing the, the human experience, but he sees a trapeze artist and he falls in love and he wants to become himself human. And uh, he wishes that he could become human to fall in love, but he doesn't necessarily know how to be human once he actually achieves humanity. Um, so he's human, but he needs help, and he gets help from Peter Falk. And you'll probably know him either as Columbo or the grandfather from The Princess Bride. And it's a joy to see him help da- Damiel learn to be a little bit more human, slowly. Uh, this movie is poetic and beautiful and gentle, and it's an experience of Germany from a lovingly new perspective. One last fun fact about the movie, Wing. Wings of Desire's first assistant director, because you often need multiple directors for a movie, was Claire Denis, an amazingly accomplished director working today. One of her latest movies that was on my radar that I haven't seen yet, but I want to, is High Life, starring Robert Pattinson. It's an A24 movie, and A24 actually has a really awesome podcast episode where Claire Denis and Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi... Uh, talk about how she went crazy working for Vim Vendors. It was quite the experience, so you should check that out if you can. It's on HBO Max, the movie is, or on the Criterion channel. Those are both free if you have those already. Otherwise, you can rent it on Amazon or YouTube or Google Play for like $3. I really enjoyed Peter Falk's uh, performance. I'm used to seeing him in The Princess Bride. It was cool to see a younger version of him because he's just so charming and he's so comforting and him holding a hot cup of coffee out in the winter, man, that is, that's movie magic right there. The next movie we have is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, baby. If you know me, I've been peddling this movie since I was in high school. It's criminally underrated. And well, I guess when people watch it, they don't underrate it because they'd see how good it is but it's criminally underrated as in people don't talk enough about this movie they don't watch this movie enough and i get it it has a weird title kiss kiss bang bang sounds like it's uh bad but it's not (laughs) this is a 2005 movie and when john favreau a working director who directed iron man saw robert downey jr's performance Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to do a Robert Downey Jr. impression, but let's just say in 2020 he said this, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is, I think, in some ways, the best film I've ever done. It wound up being a calling card. It came out and it bombed. But Jon Favreau saw it and he said, this guy can do an action movie. And so that wound up being my calling card into the Marvel Universe. I just love that story because you can really see how the charisma of Robert Downey Jr. shines in this movie. And uh, this film is a direct homage to crappy paperback detective stories, ones that would never really happen in real life. But for these characters, it does. And here's the the synopsis, because it's kind of a little bit of a um, convoluted story, but it, the pieces come together as you're watching the movie. And I never found it to be confusing, just intriguing. So here's the synopsis. After being mistaken for an actor, a New York thief, Rob Downey, is sent to Hollywood to train under a private eye, Val Kilmer, for a potential movie role, but the duo are thrown together with a struggling actress into a murder mystery. So it's like essentially one of those crappy paper book detective novels came to life and these characters have to deal with it. And also has michelle monaghan i think i'm saying that right and you might know her from true detective or gone baby gone or source code or she's uh let's see tom cruise's ex-wife i think in the mission impossible series um and so she's she's really good and i think this movie is hilarious shane black is an amazing writer i could watch this every month and i would never get bored When I was younger, I used to see some of the insults in this movie show up on one of those 100 funniest movie insults, one of those YouTube videos. And if you need any more convincing, Shane Black has hands hands down written some of the most entertaining movies. He wrote Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, The Last Action Hero, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and he even wrote and directed these movies, Iron Man 3 and The Nice Guys. If you haven't checked out The Nice Guys, you have to check out The Nice Guys. Just don't watch his The Predator movie he directed. I heard that was genuinely awful. So The rest are amazing, and uh, technically, this does take place during Christmas, but I looked it up. Most of his movies, uh, even though almost all of them take place during Christmas, sometimes they're released in October, sometimes they're released in May, so I don't feel bad at all uh, saying that this is kind of a Christmas movie, but... It's definitely worth watching even in January. So please check it out. Shane Black, criminally underrated movie. It was voted like most overlooked movie of 2005. And if you want to see where Iron Man actually started, you should check out Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. This is another one of those movies where you can rent it on Amazon or Google Play or YouTube or Apple TV. And if you have Canopy, I think it's free on there. So check it out it's definitely worth your time lastly we have the beautiful work from 2014 grand budapest hotel this is the wes anderson movie that got a lot of people into wes anderson it satisfied a lot of wes anderson viewers and i think all three of these movies because they take place in the winter time They are a satisfying watch in January, and if you were anything like me, you had a lot of snow this week, and Grand Budapest Hotel is a perfect movie for that. I think the thing I think about is a small detail in the movie that I think a lot of people would overlook, but our main character who's played by the guy who also plays Flash Thompson in the Spider-Man movie, so you might have seen him recently uh, in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie, is he he lives in this small little room and I've always found that to be quaint and endearing and it reminded me of the room that Harry Potter lives in. And there's part of me that's like, oh yeah, I would wanna live in that room. And then if I take a second to think about it, I'm like, wait, this is actually a reflection of how poor he is at the beginning of the movie. And how he is alone. He lives alone. And I think that's a good metaphor for this movie. At first, you're like, oh, that's so nice. I'd want to live there. It looks visually pleasing. There's snow. There's the colors of pink and blue and white. But then when you look at it, after you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a movie that takes place in between World War One and World War II and we have to sit with all the death that surrounds these people and all the things that happen to crush their dreams. And I've heard it said, and I totally agree with this, that this movie is super different on your second watch because you understand that this is a nostalgic movie because it's an old man looking at the highlights of his life the happiest moments of his life and there's a lot of framing devices in this movie and it never gets convoluted it never gets bogged down by its own concept it's a beautiful piece you'd want every frame in a coffee book on your table and you have the likes of you know the best in the business (laughs) Jeff Goldblum you've got uh, green goblin himself willem defoe and we've got a uh, ray Fiennes, who has the worst name to pronounce in hollywood playing our main character or one of the you know the 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 two of the two main characters he plays the second one and we got jude law We you know you gotta respect that it it, it is a masterpiece of bringing people together i was watching an interview with adrian brody and he talked about how everybody even the production managers and all of the people working on the film they lived in the hotel the actors they all got together and they would that was their home base they would live there it was like a big summer camp or like a college of dorms for people think about it tony revelory lori who plays our main character and saoirse ronan who plays the love interest of our main character How influential would that be for them to have a space where they can live with Bill Murray (laughs) and live in community with Jeff Goldblum and Wes Anderson and even like the, you know, best boys and the grips and the DPs and the, you know, lighting coordinators, all these people living in a community where they can share talents, they can share memories, they can share laughter, they can share meals. And that just like oozes through the movie. Everything in this movie gives me joy. I love how intricate the plot is. I love how well thought out the shots are. I love the colors. I love the setting. The snow really helps me get in the mood for winter. And overall, you just have an amazing confectionery delight, if I can quote my friend Ben Isinga. You can get this movie on apple tv plus or google play or youtube or even amazon and one little tip for everybody out there if you're on amazon and you're renting a movie something i do often is i go to more purchase options it's like the fourth thing over like it says you can rent hd or rent um you know or you can buy the movie But if you go to more purchase options, it'll let you rent it standard definition and that's usually about a dollar less. If you wanna see more of my thoughts on movies, I have a Letterboxd account. Um, Also, we have other uh, really good episodes on movies. If you wanna check out my Letterboxd, I'm Deboer on there. I changed that so I could be consistent on other future things. And thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week. I'm really excited for next week. We're gonna go a little bit spookier a little bit scarier, a little bit more haunting. So get excited for that. And if you would, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's a new thing on Spotify, and we really appreciate you listening, letting other people know, giving us that rating. It really helps us out. So thank you for that. And I'll, like I said, see you next week.